Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Marcello Malpighi, the glomerulus, quote, the kidneys were not superfluous organs, end of quote. Ever wonder why the glomerulus is also called the Malpighian corpuscle? This is a story why. Marcello Malpighi was born in a small town close to Bologna. In 1653, he graduated in medicine and went on to become professor of medicine at the University of Pisa. And there, he first met Dr. Borelli and others who we will hear about later. Although our focus here is the kidney, like many polymaths of his time, Malpighi's studies led to the identification of various morphologic and histologic structures in a number of organs such as the heart, liver, brain, and lung. He had a wide knowledge of both plants and animals and made contributions to the study of both. Linnaeus even named a genus of plants after him. Indeed, in 1660, Malpighi discovered with a light microscope the fine structure, the capillaries, of the lung, thus providing a foundation for the discipline of microscopic anatomy, as well as discovering the link between arteries and veins that had eluded William Harvey. It would have seemed that the tangle of capillaries known as the glomerulus might have been the first capillary bed discovered, but it wasn't. Malpighi examined tissues through a lens arranged as a simple microscope that had a magnification of about 50 to 30 times. He was one of the earliest people to observe erythrocytes under the microscope and how the blood clots differed in the right versus the left sides of the heart. He was a talented sketch artist and seemed to have been the first author to have made detailed drawings of individual organs of flowers. The Royal Society of London published his two volumes of his botanical and zoological work. In 1691, he went to Rome to become the personal physician of Pope Innocenzo XII. Although the gross anatomy of the urinary system was well recognized to 1660, there was no real understanding of the mechanism of urine formation because the fine structure of the kidney was not understood. In 1666, his great work, De Viscerum Structura, and in the section entitled De Renibus, Malpighi provided a complete description of the gross anatomy as well as the microscopic structure of the kidney in clear and concise terms in Latin. A summary of the introduction can be translated as by Vittorio Andrucci as, quote, in the past, the kidneys had so variable a fortune as to be considered useless and unnecessary by some. More recently, they have been recognized as a marvelous structure, the function of which provides one of the most important of the human body. End of quote. Malpighi can be regarded as one of the fathers of microscopic anatomy, histology, physiology, and embryology. So, how did Malpighi discover the Malpighian corpuscle, the glomerulus? Malpighi used two different techniques to describe the glomerulus. 
The first was making a section of the kidney, then spreading India ink on its surface, and then removing the excess ink from the surface of the section and observing it under the microscope. This likely represented the first attempt to utilize histologic stains for microscopic anatomy. The India ink stained the renal interstitium while the tubules remain unstained. However, the tubular structures appeared to be dilated at one end. Malpighi considered these dilatations to be little glands, glomeruli, and the actual producers of urine. The second technique was to inject black fluid into the renal artery. The kidney became swollen and darkened, and somewhat dark, visible spots could be seen with the naked eye on the decapsulated surface of the kidney. Similar spots could be seen on the surface of cut sections. These little glands were described by Malpighi as having the appearance of apples hanging on the tree, which was the origin, by the way, of the term vascular tree. In addition, Malpighi described the presence of many convolutions in the cortex, the convoluted tubules in contrast to their straight pathway in the medullary portion, the so-called ducts of Bellini. Malpighi thought that the function of these tubules was to drive the urine formed by these little glands to the renal pelvis. In addition, he saw that the little glands were continuous with the arterial structures and presumably the venous structures. The injection of the black fluid filled the entire arterial structures as well as the little glands. Malpighi, thinking that the kidney was a glandular organ, whose main structure was provided by these little, small glands. These small glands were thought to possess a round shape that resembled coils of worms hanging from the ends of terminal arteries that had a cavity in which the humor was collected and then conveyed to an excretory duct in continuous connection of the cavity of the little gland. A little artery, a small vein, and a nerve went to the little gland, spread on its surface as capillaries. He believed that there was a direct connection between the urinary lumen of the tubules and the vascular bed. Recognizing that the veins lay nearby, he speculated that the veins might communicate with the arteries through these glands, but surprisingly suggested that capillaries link them having previously identified capillaries as connecting vessels in the lung. He believed that the arteries and veins put out tendrils that formed a crown to embrace the glands and suspected that urine drained from the glands into the tubules but could not demonstrate any connection. He noted, quote, I have never been able to observe liquids perfused through the arteries penetrating the urinary vessels even though they fill the glands and the same is true when the veins are perfused. End of quote. He intuitively concluded that the number of glands corresponded to the number of urinary vessels or tubules. It would be another 176 years before William Bowman would realize the relationship between the glomerular capillary bed and the dilated proximal end of the convoluted tubules. More about Bowman in another talk. In accordance with Malpighi's wishes, after he died, an autopsy was performed. He had succumbed to a cerebrovascular accident, 
and now, as we know, could be related to the renin-angiotensin system of the kidney. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.